0: Hello and welcome to Tracks. I'm Tim. I am Harry. And this is episode 10. Um, so we've made it to this momentous milestone. Yeah. Um, what an exciting moment for both of us and probably no one else but uh, this is a good one. It's the first time we've ever welcomed a guest yep. into our fold. He is Ben Brooks. He's very funny. A good friend of ours. And we think you're going to really enjoy this one. We really enjoyed recording it. Yep, it was a
1: very fun time. It
0: was a bit of a fun time.
1: I enjoyed editing it, going through our conversations again, which means hopefully that means it's good to listen to.
0: Yeah, yes, I agree. Okay. <laughs> um, so, uh, before heading into the episode, just a quick, I guess, thank you to all of you who have come with us this far. Mm-hmm. It's been emotional, it's been beautiful. And uh, we love you for it.
1: The excitement of what's to come.
0: Yeah.
1: As
2: well.
0: Exactly. Uh, More guests and more episodes. At least another (laughs) ten. (laughs) So, let's head into the episode. Thank you. Thank you. See you on the flip side. (laughs) Shall we begin? So it's episode 10 and we are joined by our first ever guest, Ben. Welcome. Hello. What will our listeners know you from?
3: Um, just bits of bobs around town. <laughs> if you live locally, you you've, might have seen me. Yeah, you've featured
0: on uh, another podcast. The Tea Time Ramble.
3: Tea Time Ramble, yeah. yeah. Um, a glorious. I was, I was on dinner dates recently as well. So oh, really yeah like Exciting time. A TV star here. When
0: When is that uh, airing,
3: by the way? A couple of months.
0: Really? Still? I've been waiting for this I so long. long. We were Everyone March. asks me and I
3: always say it's the couple Maggie of Becky keeps asking me, so when's your friend on dinner dates? but well, they, they said it was gonna be March and then yeah. they, um, I emailed them they were like, Yeah, the new the old series hasn't even finished yet, so it's gonna be like summertime.
0: Oh no. It's
3: gonna drop uh during the summer. So
0: spoiler alert, is the relationship still going? Um it ended that night.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> there was tears. <laughs> And how was the ready meal at the end? Uh really good actually. Yeah. yeah it was a beef stroganoff. You definitely um, kept it and ate it. I wolfed it down. I wolfed oh. it down. They make you eat it, right? Yeah, on camera. Really. How to on camera. <laughs> I thought they I thought you it's just collected like, at the door. <laughs> just take a go, just
0: put this in the fridge. <laughs> yeah. That would be my packed lunch tomorrow. Yeah. I thought you
3: just
1: opened
0: the door, they give it to you on a tray. No, you they?
3: sit there no. and they
0: to... they're like uh, they ask you if you're like
3: disappointed or whatever, don't they, while you're eating yeah. it. Yeah, I know it's just me eating it on my like Sofa that's covered in dodgy stains. i <laughs> 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 uh, the little bottle of wine they gave as well. Ultimately
1: yeah. a great experience for you.
3: Yeah, good. So you might recognise me from that, guys. And you are the drummer of Buddha Blood. Of Buddha Blood. Yeah. Local band from Brighton Scene. Yep. So just doing stuff for that. Just doing stuff on that. Yeah. 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 What kind of music do you uh, like? I'd say alternative. <laughs> Can't really pinhole us. No, a bit psyche, Pigeon right? Rather, a bit psyche, kind of psyche. Yeah, garage 90s... psyche. Yeah, psychedelic rock. Beanie. We are <laughs> the... garage psyches, <Scientist>, not <laughs> psyches. Nineties funky dub. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're not pretentious. <laughs> <laughs> Most of us, anyway. Um, we like football, so yeah. I
0: feel like only two of you like football. Yeah. Was open? Open? Good potentially. Open
3: says he's a Liverpool fan, but he was. Well, not... Was a Liverpool fan as well, oh, actually, isn't he? Of of course. Course. He had a
0: Liverpool like Velcro wallet once. Yeah, which was quite enjoyable. <laughs> it's,
3: quite... it's so yeah. seeny, isn't it? Yeah,
1: a lot of not really football fans support Liverpool. I feel. Yeah, it it's a it's interests. an era thing,
0: isn't it? If you're like over twenty five and you don't really yeah. like football, you're a Liverpool fan. Under twenty five. Well, I'm going to say like 17 to 25. You're a United fan. Yeah. Below that, you're a Chelsea fan, and
3: then Come below on, that, you're a City fan. Come on, mate.
0: No, but you're in the higher age bracket, and you're a Chelsea fan, so you're not like a plastic Chelsea fan. You're just a. Yeah, but I don't think scumbag. there are
3: many our age, are there?
0: Plastic. Chelsea I don't know. Fans. I, I remember like um, I certainly uh, a few at our school. Like when I would see the younger age groups. Playing football after school, there'd be a lot of Chelsea shirts knocking about, and I really? when Chelsea first emerged, and I felt like they weren't well, really Chelsea we fans. We were always there,
3: ago. I can confirm <laughs> that you yeah, you were in well, one I've, of those said years. Actually. Weird, they I were, uh... I, well, it must have been in like Kent because there was like it was just Spurs fans everywhere and West Ham, yeah. there's no like,
0: yeah, no not, not many Gillingham fans. I had like around.
3: four friends who were Chelsea fans, but that was like you know, I was friends with like the whole of them, yeah, the no, year that was the Chelsea Kent supporters group yeah it wasn't many yeah but with that can we please play a song a Chelsea song Liquid- Chelsea you play the liquidator <laughs> you can play the liquidator it's such a good song isn't it <laughs>
0: day, you were sent uh, some tee-ups for your music selections, and as far as we understand, you paid no attention to them, so... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because you didn't even go online.
3: So what right happened is, uh, I read it, I was like, oh yeah, no problem, and then didn't really take any notice, <laughs> that, yeah. at a glance. It Sounds was... good.
0: So our format is, to get an idea of someone's music taste, we go for Old, New, Borrowed, Blue. I don't really remember where that came from in the first place. I think it
3: just sounded good. Okay. It's because
0: it's it's when people get married, right? Like, you have to have something old, something new. Oh, right. Okay. I didn't know that. And then this um, is obviously a
1: marriage of, you know, podcasting and music. And sweet.
0: Yeah, man. So, do you have an old track that you love and would like to play? Yeah.
3: Do. (laughs) Um,
2: (laughs) It's a... um, What is it?
3: It's kind of like... He is known as the sort of ska reggae soul man. Um, the James Brown of Kingston, Jamaica. He's probably not even where he's from, but <laughs> <laughs> that's all I know in Jamaica. Uh, Alton Ellis. Okay. Heartbreak. Kerr, I think. Or is it Heartbreak? I'm not sure. But Alton Ellis.
1: One of the two, at least.
3: Oh, yeah, I listen to just my constant. I've got a few playlists that I listen to on Spotify, as most people do. Yeah, and it's just mods scar playlist. This I where enjoy you came it. across it because obviously not a lot of people know that mods started listening to scar first. Yeah, of yeah. course. I was watching uh, this
0: documentary on uh, on BBC Four the other day, which was like about all about music, uh, like music fans, and like it was it was so I loved. it. Was it like
3: uh, subcultures and stuff? Yeah, like so that? it was
0: like starting from basically the beginning of pop music, and it was going, but they were going and talking to people who were around at the time, so it was hilarious. So you had like it started out with this guy playing like some uh, old skiffle and like he's on the guitar and like he's got his wife, these guys are like in their 70s and his wife's like playing a washboard and he's playing some like skiffle guitar (laughs) and it was like going around all these people and there was like an old fella whose wife was clearly absolutely sick of him. He had like a jukebox in his dining room and he's like doing all these dance moves to like 50s rock and roll and like it was amazing. But it got to, eventually got to um, like... Uh, sort of the very very first mods and yeah. I started talking about Bluebeat which was like, uh, like the first wave of uh, reggae that came across with the West Indians Yeah, and like I listened to quite a lot of it afterwards and one of the things I found was Prince Buster which I'd never listened to before
3: and it's really good yeah
0: amazing but like mm. this could potentially fit in with that and it was like quite interesting I don't think of mod music as being that really at all yeah, yeah, see, I,
3: I knew it because I watched like Scar of Britannia on BBC3 when I was like 17 and I, and I, that that's when I was sort of knew about it. Yeah. But yeah, as funny as you say Prince Buster because Madness yeah, um got course. their name from the song Madness by Prince Buster. Yeah. And, and they it named was their be first their song as well, didn't they? Yeah, and it was their first single on 2 Tone Records, yeah. which Jerry Dammers who formed The Specials started. Yeah. A lot. So, I feel like a lot
1: of ska bands cover each other and stuff as well. There's there's quite a big community, like within them. They do,
3: yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, of all the of all the tours to have ever wanted to be part of the original two tone tour, like you know, you talk about Madness and the Specials and like the Selector. You know, these bands were a real like uh, like there was a real camaraderie. They were like going around together, yeah. spreading a certain message. Like that was yeah. like, a time to be alive. Yeah. And even if you go and see them now, you still feel, still yeah. feel that. Yeah.
2: yeah.
1: One of the um, first albums... I, no, it was an album I got for somebody else, and I, I listened to it first, and it was like a mod um, collection of songs and stuff. That's where I first found out that, that there was a lot of ska music and stuff involved. Just listening through that, I was like, oh, this is... I, I basically got it thinking it was yeah. going to be The Kinks and stuff,
0: and it was uh, I yeah, love. Because yeah. it's confusing, because like... If you're not really, if you're not kind of looking into it too much, you look at it and you think, like, it's an English subculture taking, like, uh, Italian and French style. Yeah. And you're kind of confused where, you know, West African music
3: fits into it. But that's what's, I yeah. suppose it kind of sums up London as a whole. Yeah. There's so many, like, cultures that it's influenced by that it's just its own. It's yeah, funny. so let's have a listen to this track. Lovely. Lovely. It's good, isn't it? I like it as well. That's why I put it on. I also like it then. (laughs) Good. Three likes. Yeah, it's a (laughs) unanimous decision
0: that that was a good choice. Yeah. So what was it that made that particularly stick out to you? as Um,
3: uh, Well, there's a bit at the end of the song where he slightly bends the note on his vocals. I thought it sounded a bit like a Growlers song. Okay. Um, Are you a Growlers fan? I am Growlers fan, yeah. yeah. I'm a big Growlers fan. Yeah. And it's an
0: interesting uh, comparison to make because on their latest album, not the uh, Gay Thoughts EP or whatever it was called, the yeah. actual album, um, there's a... My favourite song on there is uh, Going Gets Tough, which is a very reggae. It's a good song. Yeah, well, I think they song. are.
3: I it's think... Intense. Well, I think because, you know, whereas... Times evolved with bands yeah. in America like that. They wouldn't have heard, because it's very, quite a British thing to listen to ska and like reggae yeah. and stuff. Yeah, They wouldn't have heard that, but because now music's so accessible, I yeah. think they probably definitely were to seems listen to it. It seems to be
0: coming to... in. As, and it's interesting that it seems to come in with um, with bands where you really don't expect it as well. Like, I think you're right. American bands seem to be embracing it. Yeah, I, I remember seeing, I went to see um, Skaters play.
3: Yeah, they're good actually.
0: They're really good. And they were really great live. But again, you know, you don't really think of them being anything close to reggae, but then they played the song Bandbreaker, which is really, really reggae kind of and it it sort of sticks out like a sore thumb in the album, but nicely.
3: It? Yeah, yeah.
0: Maybe we could have a little listen to that at this moment just to to reinforce this point. along worries a
1: believe
2: that just won't let me be trying to keep me busy tussling and struggling
0: no home since the fire me and the ass can settle down so yeah that's exactly what we're kind of talking about as this thing in American man I don't really know what was the kind of catalyst for it but it's it's kind of cool that they're embracing
3: this.
1: It's, it's the western the west coast kind of music I feel like it's that kind of that surfacing kind of thing yeah they're really embracing it over down well, what
3: there. I always think it breaks my heart that like these a lot of these American bands quite clearly are massively influenced by the, country, the music from this country but we've not really like modern day bands like in the last two years or for even you know like five years there's no real bands from this country that are sort of doing anything different or that are like You know, I think you can probably draw upon a few bands that are are okay, but there's none that are like that I'm properly massively into. Do you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, I I know exactly what you mean. In terms of, there's a lot of things I I like and really enjoy. Yeah. But at the same time, if you're going to ask me, is there anything that I think is like, especially original, especially in indie music? Yeah, there's nothing. Do you know?
1: Can I say you might disagree with me? I always felt that Alt-J were a little bit different. Yeah, in the, in the I,
0: actually. I actually agree. And almost to an extent where I kind of... Not that I wasn't into it, because I really enjoyed their first album a lot. Yeah, But it took me a while to kind of work out what it was they were doing. But I, I totally agree, oh, I think, actually. If, and even, it
1: comes down to their, their, their vocals are quite strange, which is just purely yeah. down to his vocal. So I don't know. But they're also... Um, the way they build their songs... Yeah. and it's quite progressive yeah. and I think it's I and think you, they were quite and
0: even actually potentially a band who I really didn't kind of get on board with but everything everything I think were yeah again though it's down to
1: a very, very quick vocal from yeah. him like, like you, you can't really sing along
0: to yeah because it's um, interesting now they've they've slowed down the vocal a bit and he said you know what he said he was going to because yeah, they? he I said liked... he was going
1: to slow it down because yeah. he, at live, live gigs he could see people struggling and yeah. then they brought the album out and it was he, they didn't really yeah. I haven't actually heard properly the newest album
0: there's one there's one track on there that I really really like but in terms of being a bit groundbreaking and being a bit unique it hasn't got that but it's mm. called their first uh, destiny sp- spring summer winter dread which is a great it's a really great track that, um, everything that's an
3: everything everything, everything okay. track yeah
2: i have a listen
0: something kind of unique that their first album was mm. and again as someone who listens to the radio a lot I, I totally agree with the point you made in yeah. that I it's quite rare that a song will come on and I haven't heard it before but I'll know immediately who it is and I feel like previously that probably would have been the case Yeah, in other eras yeah. but now it's like oh this could be a few people Yeah. And okay all right, now I get it now I recognise the vocal but not from anything that's like a real signature style.
1: That's what I feel like. The, I don't know if these bands are doing anything new necessarily. Is it the fact that they have a new signature? Like I feel like these bands where I've that I've talked about all oh J and you said everything, everything. It's down to something different with them, like their vocal. Uh, like they either yeah. sound a bit odd, something that maybe you wouldn't think would be accepted. And I feel like some A&Rs heard them and thought this will work yeah. for some something new because they're they've got a, a weird lyric that, or a weird um,
0: sound that some, some yeah. people might not like. But what's maybe, I think what's maybe the most kind of interesting and telling part of that is that within a kind of conventional band, you've got three instruments, maybe four instruments if you're yeah. pushing it and having a keyboard. And like, maybe what we're seeing is that what you can do with that setup is actually, you know, we've kind of got to... <laughs> The boundaries of that, you know, people have pushed it heavier, more mellow in each direction. And actually, what you're now seeing is that the more variable thing is the vocals, like what you can do with the human voice. Different people sound different. So, you know, Orlando Weeks's delivery is what makes the Maccabees unique. Whereas, actually, instrumentally, they can't make something that's totally unique to anyone else. Very much like
1: Bombay Basketball Club, classic, with their first album, a classic kind of uh, indie rock kind of a man. One sings. but their their vo- His yeah. Jack Sedman's vocal
3: is strange it's just strange yeah. a lot of people I know don't like it but what you were saying about the um, having a limited amount of instruments say like guitar bass keyboard yeah the late great Prince yeah who I feel like I should get a mention Ali, to... of course on, no
0: on, on this week of all weeks we should absolutely yeah. mention Prince so he's
3: an absolute hero of mine has been for a long time just... and um, your friends Will and my brother Dan yeah. they both love it as well so um, what is it? what is it that makes Prince a hero? Well, he, he plays every single instrument. Yep. And not only that, but he he sort of, you know, revolutionised music in terms of the way that he made songs just by, you know, with limited sort of... Yeah. Because obviously back then they didn't have the technology that we have now. But just, yeah, just sort of building... So to say, most people would always write a pop song around yeah. the guitar. Yeah. He would write it around synth, which yeah. gave it such different sounds, and that sort of changed music completely, yeah, it, yeah, like pop music completely. Yeah. Um yeah, I think there's one song, One Doves Cry. There's no bass on it, and there's a bit of um controversy at the time. Yeah. Controversy. <laughs> controversial <laughs> We've all done that for an mistake. Uh on the soundtrack to Purple Roan, which is, you know, one of my yeah. favourite films slash albums. There's only a couple. <laughs> 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 That's definitely one of them. Uh, and also, I like the lyrics. I think he's great with his lyrics. And, and on that song, he um, he does a little sort of... talks about how yeah. he's similar to his parents, I think, in terms of lyrics. Yeah. Something that everyone can relate to. Yeah.
0: But yeah. Well, I'm uh, kind of... Someone I appreciated... Uh, but was never kind of a big fan. I had like a couple of prince songs that I liked. But I watched a um again it sounds like I just watched documentaries all yeah. time. <laughs> like I'm some kind of mum oh, oh, who just worry. sits inside and watches music oh, documentaries.
3: He, I love a music, okay. But I watched oh, yeah.
0: um Prince A Purple Rain um at the weekend and like again I I'm someone who one, I don't really like kind of Electro synth poppy music, that's not really my thing. So that's kind of an instant bit of a turn-off to Prince. And two, I I—I get really into, like, the, uh, the look and the aesthetic of music. And I think a lot of what he was doing in his peak looks really dated now. You know, like, having a big frilly shirt and, like, a purple velvet suit. It's like, oh, that just looks naff, like, now.
3: But, yeah, no, of course. So, like, I wasn't there's into it, but
0: that. there's a there was a bit where they went and spoke to the people who were around when he got his first record deal. And, um, basically what they were talking about was he, uh, he was like making a bit of a impact around Minneapolis and kind of got the attention of this label. I can't remember which label it was. And they said, okay, we want to offer you a three record deal, but you need to choose from this list of producers to put them out. And he said, no, i produce my own music that's just not gonna happen uh and they said fine you don't get the deal and he said come into the studio with me for two hours and i'll prove to you that i don't need a producer so okay fine so they turn up to this studio and prince goes into the booth and he lays down a drum track on his own and they're like okay not bad and then he goes in and lays down a bass track on his own okay not bad and then he goes in and lays down a synth track And then he goes in and lays down the vocals, and then he goes in and lays down the guitar, and then he layers it all. And he's within two hours, he's got this like top ten pop track. And they're like, "Okay, fine, you do whatever you want. We'll give you the deal. You produce it." Yeah, you have now got carte blanche to do whatever you want. Also, what
3: you're saying about it's not just pop. The thing that he was so good at is the fact that he could draw it. You know, he's like, yeah, he drew influences from every type of music. Of course, yeah. Yeah, some of it's really psychedelic and you can tell that you love the Beatles and you can tell yeah. that you can love Hendrix but he also loved his sort of you know, more poppy stuff. Yeah. And I don't... soul and and funk. Yeah.
1: saying how much you love,
3: right? The so lyrics and things. I, so lyrics are a very big part. I'd say what else I love. You know when you've got one song and there's just that one tiny bit of that song that you love. Yeah. Where it's yeah. at the end of the song, <laughs> or like you know it's yeah. Even when it, it, yeah when it weird. seems
0: like it's it's just like a bit. Uh, like other people, they just don't even notice it. But yeah. to you, it's just like, oh my god! Have you ever been, at- been spoke something. to me? Have <laughs> 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 ever been at home and you just
1: you've repeated it const- constantly? Yeah, just yeah. like just so you can like belt it out. Sometimes
3: it. it's not it's not even a lyric; it's just them a singing a, a certain or thing or like yeah, yeah. Or like, yeah, yeah. Or a,
1: a, a little lick or something, yeah. or something really nice yeah. on your ears. Yeah, absolutely that,
3: love
2: it.
0: That's what that is. What music's about, like that just feeling of like relating something and like yeah. the excitement at hearing. Something that's like, oh my god, that spoke to me. Yeah. In like some So
1: I guess that kinda of goes against the lyric thing then. No,
0: I don't think no, it does, because, because like a lyric a lyric can be the most powerful way of speaking something, you know, we all communicate via language, yeah. but that's not to say that like just a you know, a
1: crazy know. like but, hook yeah, yeah, yeah. or something can lyric
3: you could have the best lyrics ever, but if you don't sing it right, it sounds yeah. shit. Yeah. <laughs> it's Which? like one of my favourite songs ever. Sitting at the Docker Bay by Ode Shredding. The uh, lyrics yeah. I like, but not more than anything else. It's the whistling at the end of the song that I just love. So I like much. a whistle, yeah. The whistling at the end of that song. There's is something great.
0: really tender about a whistle, and it's like.
3: There it is. I'm, Done well. Because I can't do, you know what, do it. <laughs> do you know
0: what I think is interesting about a whistle? Is like people don't do that in public. So when you hear song whistle, it's like, oh, I've got a little. It's like a little window into them yeah. at home listening to the song. song. I think it's like. Yeah. It's kind of personal to whistle. It's not necessarily yeah. personal. I always to sing.
1: whistle if I'm at work and I'm just trying to forget that I'm at work and hold on to the things I enjoy. I'll whistle something, or I'll
0: yeah. I'll
1: whistle while I'm just trying to forget the thing yeah. I'm doing. This sounds way too um, depressing. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be having like quite, uh, I have, I have a blank cry. well whistling?
3: I'll contemplate suicide and then I'll whistle.
2: (laughs) Oh, God.
0: your next choice so a new track that you've liked something i would say if you're going over the last 12 months you're probably overstepping the mark on the new okay so this is last
3: week i think i Mm -hmm. I may have mentioned it earlier to you both uh cali uches i don't know yeah this was really cool uh surname yeah so she's a sexy colombian girl lived in the ghetto in colombia moved to california when she was 17 um, I just really like it. I think there's a bit of uh, Lily Allen, Amy Winehouse, bit of like, sort of dub and and ska and reggae. She's just got it all going on. Wow. Um, I was going to and... say,
1: you've said quite a, an array of things there. Yeah, and I'd like uh, to suck my penis.
3: <laughs> <laughs> That's not really it. I just like this one.
1: <laughs> most of the music. Play the track, Harry. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> I don't want
2: to
1: be a cigarette I don't wanna be an ashtray. I don't wanna be a doormat. Don't wanna be ignored. All of a sudden, you're not intimate. And maybe it's not deliberate. And I know you never asked me. I just gotta put
2: it out there. I don't put myself out there. Usually, I stick up to it.
1: And you were just kind of saying something about
3: the lyrics on that. So, what I felt with the lyrics there is, is a bit of wordplay. Um, you know, I'd rather be a loner. I'd rather be alone. Uh. Um, not, not taking the piss of because I do like it. Um, but there's another example of someone. The first, first time I heard it was with Keras One, Sound of Dapalis, where he says, um, officer, 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 Oppressor. Uh, and you, it's kind of hard to hear what he's saying, but then, you know, when you listen to it a few times, you realise it's, it's clever.
0: I really enjoyed that. I thought that was great. Cool. Like um it's funny because we... Not not to kind of downplay Amy Winehouse, but, like, we think of her as, like, this... As English music fans, we think of, like, the voice of an ear. Like, a one-off voice that would never be replicated. Yeah. But, actually, that was very Amy Winehouse. And, actually... In some ways, more my kind of thing. It's like anyone else doing an album that I
2: yeah.
0: would really get into instead like, of, like, the stuff that she did. I like to, that
1: that's who you've compared her to because I thought it was a little bit Erica Badu, which is, I think, more similar. And also
3: it, great. But then in some of her songs, you know, she's got yeah. a sort of reggae but it's that uh, kind of, backbeat. Yeah, it's that kind which of... Is similar to Lily Allen. So. Gravelly jazz. Yeah. Kind yeah. of um, quite nuanced delivery. Like... Yeah, I think they call it nuance, don't they? I think it's got like a name, isn't it? Yeah. That sort of. Uh... It's got they... a lot of subtlety to it, and there's... there's always one knobhead on the X Factor who tries to do it, and they never sound that good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> do you know yeah. what I mean? feel. A... I'm I
2: jazz era. La LaHavas I mean, it... has that. I think that she's graphic. quite yeah, cool. She's, she's fantastic. She's got a sounds...
3: song with Prince, actually. Yeah, um, she was. She was a uh, friend of him.
0: She hugely uh, in with Prince. Yeah, she said in that interview
1: she had a call from um, him. She just picked it up and. Apparently, if he likes somebody, he'll just kind of find a way to get in touch with them and just bring them into his circle.
0: I really shouldn't forget the name, but there's another British band at the moment who he absolutely loved and Mm. did exactly the same thing, just totally reached out to them and was just like determined to get a phone call with them. And they... Oh God, I really should remember the name. But basically, Prince phoned their record label Mm. and um, said... I I really love their last single. I would love to speak to them. And they were like, "Oh my god!" So I gave them the personal phone number, and they didn't believe it was Prince. It was like, yeah. the the phone yeah. rang. And they're like, "Hello." <laughs> <like>, Hello, <"There's> Prince. <laughs> <laughs> He's <can't> off.
1: <laughs> I think isn't there a thing recently with uh, Rita Ora being friends with him, and Lily Allen got a little bit jealous.
3: Well, let's just put things straight here, okay? Yeah. Rita Ora is a massive cunt. <laughs> <laughs> I love Prince. It's been said. Prince a lot, but um I, I think part of him Maybe that's
1: why Lily Allen doesn't like this. Prince she's was a
3: big he loved beautiful women and she's very pretty. So she I is. think part of it was him not actually liking her musical taste and being attracted to her. Possibly. I'm just putting that out there as a theory from from myself, so Yeah. One I, of my favourite
0: uh after he died, one of my uh favourite tributes to Prince on Twitter that I saw was uh, you'll be missed you mad little sex case and like that pretty much sums up Prince yeah. like as much as the musical stuff he was a mad
3: little sex case wasn't he? I also loved Morrissey's tribute did you read that? Yeah. Where he basically I he just should...
0: somehow found a way to slag off the <laughs> royal family <laughs> <laughs> the only Prince the sort of public think... will ever love yeah he was like, <laughs> up Prince he was like that
3: was really good because he was a vegan he didn't really yeah. get enough praise in the media for being into his veganism and then he was like
2: and on on Elizabeth's birthday
0: (laughs) (laughs) because there are some royals that the public will love and there's some that we never will yeah like just absolutely laid into the royals it's like oh Moz you will never lose your power for just these brilliant moments yeah
3: and what's great about him is he just you know a lot of people tend to change their political views as they get older he hasn't changed at all there's no (laughs) way he's doing a Roger Daltrey and turning Tory yeah, exactly, and I think now we should probably play Suedehead by Morrissey, because <laughs> I absolutely love it, I love the fact that it's called Suedehead, I think it's a great song. He's, he's taken over, and yeah, we are going I, to be playing it, yeah. But Tim, do you argue about putting Suedehead on? I'm not on?
0: arguing at all, I just, I'm loving that our, the first guest we ever had
1: was dictating kind of how <laughs> it like, should be. I'll drive
0: now! <laughs> Beautiful. Anyone who doesn't love a bit of Moz is just, quite frankly, wrong. Retarded. Yeah. I mean, controversial, but yeah. Taking <laughs> guys, I love you. <laughs> but in the interests of uh, keeping the uh, the podcast moving, I have to ask you, Ben. Before we go on too many more tangents, do you have a borrowed track? Or some oh. borrowed music. It could...
3: It, I mean, all music is borrowed, unless it's your own. Yeah. But uh and, you should say that, Tim.
0: Yeah. Because uh, I, well, <laughs> all music is borrowed. And when we did this bit, one of the things that I mentioned, and I feel like you've told me this before, for you, like, for me, pretty much all of my music taste is borrowed in that my dad's music taste is a huge yeah. influence on my music taste. So it's like... I've got everything I like is borrowed, except things that came out in the last five yeah, years. But so. I also
3: feel with that is when you chat with your father now about music, do you think, "Oh yeah, you know, you've got an opinion there, and I like most of the stuff you like, but actually half the stuff you like is rubbish, and most of the stuff I like is a lot better <laughs> than the stuff you like." <laughs> I what you do do that, you? yeah, I, think, yeah I, I do a little yeah, bit. Of, I think everyone yeah. does it. I think it's like a because
0: I I think there's a little. Um, we've talked about this a little bit about hip-hop before like there's um there's something that you look back at say you know early rock and roll and the Beatles and the Stones and things like that and we love this idea that what we're playing upstairs when we're teenagers our parents hate downstairs yeah so it's like I will seek out the things that they don't want me to listen to and yeah. you're, even I'm 25 now and I even still a little bit if I like, I share a lot of music with my dad but if I send him something that I think is great and he hates rather than like that making me question whether it's good it makes me love it just that little bit more it's like yeah, it, no, I completely, the oldies don't get it yeah.
3: sorry dad I completely agree oldie, with you <laughs> very good point <laughs> Yeah, and whether you or him are right nobody knows and that's the beauty of music yeah. and opinion it's but impressive. as you say going back to the borrowed thing to so this album isn't necessarily borrowed but it was given to me as a birthday present recently he has brother. it with him by the Gifted way gift counts as borrowed I've got it with me I've got it with me um, okay. okay so my brother Dan gave me this album it's a combination of uh, psychedelic songs that are a bit obscure but I think quite recognise some of them if you like that kind of music, you know, I'm sure a lot of people have no idea what any of it is. Um, but there's a song on it, which is it's called Nuggets, the album. Um, there's a big thing about it on Record Store Day, which is weird because we got it before. Uh, there's a song on it, which is going back to what Tim said about comedy and songs. Yeah. But it's also very good. Yeah. So I I like it a lot. Um, it's called Mole the bar by the barbarians. <laughs> More so. tea. okay more tea. so
0: should we have a little listen to it and then we'll, the we'll yeah we'll chat
2: yeah
0: it was right after my accident when I lost my hand it seemed like I was all alone with nobody to help me you know I almost gave up all my hopes and dreams but then 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 something inside me kept telling me way down inside me over and over again to keep going on yeah on
2: Wildy!
3: So, a great album. Uh, Enemy voted it as the second greatest psychedelic album of all time. Even Did though, they really? Yeah, so even, comp-
0: they took a compilation as the second Yeah, thing.
3: which is quite cool, really, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Although, the Although, first album was shit and Enemy do piss me off.
0: It's a bit of like, um, there's an Alan Partridge scene, isn't there, where uh, someone asks... What's your favourite Beatles album, a Tough one. I think I'd have to say the best of the Beatles. When I saw... Uh, McCartney I Love White did you do it? and it was fantastic was it
3: great? yeah did you cry?
0: I cried many times I the, <laughs> I still I I'm absolutely convinced I will never have a better musical moment than I had during that set that is... which was you're there you're part of 50,000 people who are all losing their mind and he plays back in the USSR and everyone loses their shit And then Maka leaves the stage, and it's the most like everyone is just like, Oh shit, is this like, is this it? Like, it can't be the end of the set, so we all start shouting for him. And he comes out, and all the back of the stage is backlit, and there's just a light on Maka, and he's got a little uke, and he stands there, and in front of 50,000 people, he plays Blackbird on his own, and it's just like everyone is. Pure silent, and it's like this is incredible. This is one of the greatest musicians that will ever live, has ever lived. And he's playing this beautiful, beautiful song which kind of sums up so much about humanity and so much about acceptance and understanding of other
3: people. Uh, I'm gonna cut you off there, Tim, because I'm not- <laughs> 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 I back I've never seen him live, and I'm very jealous. So, can we please leave it there because it's making me just want to hit you in the face.
2: <laughs> That's fine. I want to reach.
3: But I'm, I'm, I'm so just going to say I'm so jealous. I it understand. couldn't
0: be more perfect. If you ever get no, seemaker, I don't care. Like, you know, He's people on. talk about like, the ticket prices for Stones gigs. I personally wouldn't pay it, but I've never seen them. But if you get an opportunity to buy a ticket to C-Maker for 500 quid, do it. I will. I never think for another second that that was a wasted penny because it can be. Right? You're so right. Because you'll never see him again. You know. Look at these guys dropping like flies. Ringo's not going to turn up and play Beatles songs on his own. Oh, Macca will though. No, that's very true. So, the next one up, the final one to make it through your four track selection, plus another twelve. You need a blue track. Do you
3: have a blue track? Blues is in the blues is in. I'm feeling a bit down, which is every morning when I go to work, like most people.
0: What do you do for a job, Em?
3: Uh, I'm an estate agent. <laughs> uh, estate agent. Yeah, I know, I know. No,
0: not making fun of it at all. It's a, it's a very viable.
3: And the worst thing about the job is everyone has got a, a stereotype about estate agents. Well, you know, which is slightly yeah. like being a bit racist. It's but funny though because racist. like. <laughs> That
0: um, stereotype of a estate agent, I held as well. And then you became an estate agent. It's like, oh, no. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> None of those things are true anymore because well, like, Ben's you know, an estate agent now.
3: Any person could do any job. But anyway, yeah. I was saying about how most people don't want to work. If we all could, we wouldn't work and we'd live fabulous, fantastic, fabulous lives. Yeah. I mean, most people, when they wake up to go to work, they feel blue. They'd rather stay in bed. Yeah. And it is Can't Get Out of Bed by the Charlatans. I love the abstract connection. I
0: couldn't love more the fact that it's the charlatan. saw them at Glastonbury last year. Very very nice. Yeah. I haven't seen I them,
3: saw... so stop running it in. Can we put the song on? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Work it let on. Play it again. I it on. cannot wait. Shut up and let me play you heroes. Know, The thing is, you've got to cut the bullshit sometimes and just yeah. put the song on. Yeah, <laughs> just play the song. <laughs> oh. Just play the song.
0: i loved that so much i am thankful to you for coming on this podcast and playing that song one of my favorite bands my ultimate hero
3: tim burgess the shantins it's great song, and it does sum up life can't get out of bed which i think everyone feels like when they're working at some point in their life um so well done tim burgess and Tim for liking Tim Burgess. <laughs> <laughs>
0: he's the coolest Tim there ever was.
3: Yeah, second coolest Tim is um, that other Tim, not you, but that other one. But, uh, no yeah. one knows about. <laughs> second coolest Tim. There's Come not on.
0: many. We're we're like a we're a bit of a minority. you like, like
3: him because he's called Tim, don't you? No, I like him because. Tim like Hemmings <laughs> <Tim laughs> very cool. He's this is cool. my point.
0: Like, we're an under, underrepresented.
3: Like, Tim Henman doesn't get enough praise. So I do actually like yeah, him Tim a Tim Hemmings a cool guy. He's got some like great I mean, he's but...
0: a big, massive Tory, but he's a kind of cool guy. Oh,
3: uh, I didn't know that. Don't ruin it. <laughs> he's well posh. Yeah, he's as posh as anything. All
0: tennis I know, players are.
3: Well, but we're not all posh people are Tories, are they?
0: <laughs> so I saw the charlatans at uh, Brighton Dome last year and Tim Burgess came out And, like, most kind of proper cool guys, they really, like, rely on their clothes to, like, persuade everyone they're cool. You think of, like, the big rock stars. And he just had, like, a white T-shirt, black jeans, and, like, shitty trainers on.
1: Because he's kind of over that stage now, isn't
0: he? I mean, he's quite old, yeah, to be fair. But he still came out, and I just... You know the love heart eyes emoji? Mm -hmm. That was me in the crowd. I was just like... (laughs) I was just, oh Got my god, image. this guy is the coolest. And he came out and he absolutely killed the set. It was perfect. Everything, every song he sang was perfect. His voice is incredible. His demeanour on stage is incredible. The Charlottesons are incredib- incredible. And I feel like they're a really underappreciated band.
3: Mm-hmm. No, I, I completely agree. They're actually one of the best Manchester bands. At, yeah. uh, but around. also,
0: you talk about like the Brit pop era and... Of course, it's all Oasis and Blur, because that was like the big.
3: Yeah, and that was the big fans. story at the time.
0: But the fact that the Charlatans don't even get a mention. I but yeah, part do it at of all.
3: that is is them being a bit quiet, and I think and Tim Burgess being understated himself, which yeah. makes him so cool. So yeah, you know, it, it it backfires in him, but also makes him a really cool yeah, dude. Yes, it's, it's but both. What you're saying about fashion, amusing,
0: yeah,
3: and that understated look. Okay, so while we're while we're at ends, this point,
1: uh, fashion label. Well, <laughs> no, while we're at
0: this point, there's go. a there's a um, for most of our episodes when it's just me and Harry, we pick a theme. Okay, and there's one I've been oh, trying no. to bring in, bring in. for a long goes. time. Bring I want in. to do an episode on we... leather.
1: <laughs> we're gonna do a whole episode today. As in, on like, leather.
0: <laughs> is leather shit or is it good? And it's
3: like really difficult.
0: And is there like a band that has made grey music with in leather, or is that like what's the best band that's made some music leather clad?
3: I know. Okay, so I'm. <laughs>
0: I'm
3: this is an gonna... interesting.
0: Do you yeah. feel like this is an interesting? It's
3: an interesting. I'm going to say overall, I'd say leather has to be good bands. Have worn leather and made yeah. good music. I'd say overall, you've got the shit period during the 70s where some like yeah. super gay metal bands wore leather and they made it a bit sort of... Yeah. S&M. But like, but it, it's you've such... Got, yeah. You've got, you know, you've got... You've even got our, our generation's bands who are the coolest bands... Of course. You the know, Libertines and like, Strokes. The Strokes, who yeah. started everything in terms of that kind of music. Yeah. Julian Casablanca's... When I saw the vi- the video to last night where he's stumbling around yeah, stage drinking a beer... I was like, that is so cool. Do and you know the know guitar, I mean? the but guitar I would, player I would has mean, a yeah. red
1: leather jacket, and yeah. he sports that pretty well. But
0: this is what I mean. Like, this is what I think it's such a good episode because, like, <laughs> me, if I turn up somewhere in a leather jacket, I'm a dick.
3: Like, I can't well, pull off a leather jacket. I have ja- two leather jackets, but I've like, never worn them. <laughs> but Tim, it's very important the leather jacket that you wear, and you have to yeah, get one that fits. Of course, that's yeah. the thing. If you get one that's per the it's got the right look, yeah. and it's got not got any stupid lines in it and it just looks good. Yeah. And it fits you perfectly, then you will look good. Yeah, but this is what I mean. This is why leather is
0: such like an important Like you go through the history of music and bizarrely, you've got two materials that are absolutely key. Denim and leather. You talk about these two things and that is everything that popular music has ever been. I feel like there's never been a great record that wasn't made in one of those two materials. Yeah. But I tell Kanye you what, no one's no one's <laughs> ever made a record which was perfect head to toe in linen.
3: <laughs> very true. But <laughs> they've had leather or denim somewhere. Very few. Linen. I. I'm not sure. There could well be a band I like that have worn double leather. And I'm not sure if there is. But this is what's so interesting. And too. I'm very Never. sure there's no band I like that wore double denim. So, when when
0: Lemmy died, yeah, I don't like Moted. I don't like Moted
3: at all. I quite like a few Moted songs, so I'm going to... I don't but care what, for
0: them. What, and that's not a, a criticism of what they do, it's just not my thing. It's been, you know, they
3: were, they were clearly
0: very important and very relevant. But, what I think... Is really key about them is there may never be another British band that can credibly rock the look that they rocked like a cowboy hat, like a cowboy shirt and leather trousers. Don't let me just don't queens fucking rock. It's still very American. But still yeah. very British. Doing that, I'm look. saying a British band. Oh, sorry. Yeah, to no,
3: that. and and doing that look, but still being very British, yeah. which is a you yeah, know, and credit to them for that, and um and also Hawkwind, who are a good psychedelic yeah. band, and he is the bass player, and they were they were awesome. They're a really cool band, actually. Yeah,
0: but yeah it's another let's story for another time clothing, but I think one I day think, soon listeners leather I think leather is a fabulous you wait for that title in uh, your podcast topic of conversation. List. yeah I mean well, if we're going to talk about modern indie bands what would we, what's the title going to be like distressed cotton
3: like, <laughs> well then that's just Nirvana isn't it but that's partly why Nirvana I mean. that's why Nirvana is you know, so my one of my,
0: cool. my favourite bands ever the drums it's like Denim jeans and some distressed cotton. It's like, oh, no. The thing Cardigans. is,
3: bands these days don't know how to dress, and that's one of the things that yeah. pissed me off about bands these days.
0: Yeah. and it's one of the things, as much as I often think he's quite a tit, Alex Turner, he'll rock a look.
3: Yeah, he'll yeah. rock a
0: look all day long. And even if it looked but... quite bad... It'll yeah, still rock it, yeah, it. No, but With so much day, confidence as well that you'd think, oh maybe actually he's it's he almost wear, like wearing, wearing a brown, a brown shirt isn't shit. Like I a, think
1: like a res- cowboy style like shirt and like a yeah. brown leather jacket and that. He's he's rocked all but kinds of things. But
3: his recent look has been one hundred percent fully ripping off Richard Hawley, who I really like actually. I I'm a big fan of Richard Hawley. Yeah. And doing it in a shit way. Yeah. But this uh, is previous before Richard Hawley, yeah. Alex Turner. He was—he just looked awesome. I mean, I love his like humbug look, which was—I think you yeah. were there at 2009, Reading. Yeah, I loved. He was so, and everyone in the crowd was, was sort of booing him for the way that he looked, and they were saying, "Why don't you cut your hair?" And I was like, "You look awesome." That's the coolest the I've ever seen. Humbug era is
1: my favorite era of that.
3: Oh, and it. It's great, isn't it? So, yeah, Cornerstone is, is such a good song.
0: But to Incredible. you know, to to reference back to earlier in the podcast, you know, we are huge music fans and we listen to music without any visuals at all and you know we just love what the audio brings to us and the emotions it stirs up in us but as i was talking about prince to me his aesthetic isn't appealing and for me that that does detract from his oh, music. But
3: mate, the but I'm not. I'm not trying Rastu to. Sag- Vare, he wears a cloud suit. Yeah, but I'm not trying to slag off <laughs> Prince. Please don't truth.
0: take this wrong. But what I'm saying is, I think there is a point that the music you like and the way these people look, the way they look is really important. Like that is so much of what is appealing. Is, but is know, is especially when you're people. growing up. It's like,
2: oh my god, yeah, no, that's a huge true. part.
0: You know, I look at when I was. Thirteen years old, I used to look at Julian Casablancas. It's like, oh my god, I would go to school having not washed my hair for three days and look like a fucking knobber. I, but like he <laughs> just, he, he could not wash ever and
1: just yeah. look excellent. I um, I took yeah. a
0: picture of Alex Turner with
1: it's his with his humbug well hair, look,
3: isn't it? That's the thing
1: into the hairdressers to get it like him I'd
3: almost say it's (laughs) attitude more than look yeah of course it's It's
0: how
1: you
3: wear it the look comes with the attitude yeah of course Um. so
0: as we did last episode we're going to wrap this up but we're going to decide who wraps it up in the least audio version ever so we're going to do a three way rock paper scissors and whoever comes out winner gets to pick the last song before we head out
1: on four. So, one, two, three, yeah. hit.
0: One, one two, two,
1: three. No, why are you going so fast?
0: <laughs> what rhythm do you know? <laughs> one, two, three, go. Ah! Oh. Okay, I'm out. It's up to you two. Tim is out. So, ready, hit, me ready. and Ben. The, uh, so, it's Ben it. versus Harry. One, um,
3: two, two, three. three. Oh, Ooh, it's paper pa- versus
0: pa- paper. But, it's,
1: it's, it's, one, two,
3: three.
0: Oh! <laughs> so Ben has one Ben Jeez. Ben is choosing the last ben, song to
1: take
3: can us you out. New picker,
0: yeah, our ending track. It can be anything. Ignore the old New Borrowed Blue. Anything you want. So Ben, take us out.
3: So I'm Ben. Uh, I've been on track list. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you make it better so every
3: track. time. My name's Ben. I've been on track list. I mean. <laughs> track show I won the rock paper and scissors round which means that I get to play the next song and actually I've had a, a, a few cries I know it's a bit pathetic but I, I really do love him uh, it's Prince Seven the track Seven uh, okay yeah, yeah. goodbye
2: and
0: everyone and rest in peace Prince
3: rest in peace Prince I love you
2: All seven, and we'll watch them fall Stand in the way
0: so how good was that what a perfect song to come out on thank you Ben for that selection so yeah. it felt like a very fitting uh, tribute to Prance um Prance <laughs> that's what Adam Buxton calls him Prance <laughs> yeah thank you Ben for being our first guest I think that was uh a, a perfect person to have on it yeah. a very enjoyable episode um and again thank you guys for hopefully tuning into all 10 uh You've made it to this milestone and we're very proud of you. You're proud of us, okay. You? <laughs> you are proud <laughs> of us. We know it. Yeah. Um, so until next week, you can find us on all the usual channels. <laughs> Do the list, Harry.
1: You can find us on Twitter at Track Show. You can find us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash track show. On Instagram.
0: <laughs> Instagram um, Look for Track Show on Instagram. Yep. And uh Track Show Music, uh trackshow.co.uk. And send us an email. We've never got one yet. Yeah, be the
1: first to email us and we will yeah. say your name on the podcast. Yes.
2: So thank you, see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.